0: Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow.
1: Drink for me, Argentina. You know I've always loved you. Okay, look, we don't often go into musical theater in the intros, but we're just going to humor Bob this week. Anyways, we're talking about Argentinian wine or Argentine wine. Who knows what's right? probably some sort of English student anyway. So let's take a look at this wine from a new world country and see if it can surpass the old world flavors we've all had before. Join us as we have a drink. (laughs)
0: where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker.
2: I'm Justin Frazier.
3: Uh, I'm Christopher
2: Walker. And I'm Casey Price. We're hey, all everybody. are here again. <laughs> oh, God. Brittany, don't ever leave us again. <laughs> we're, I
0: heard we're, we're... how it went, because I edited them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, all 97 hours of it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> because it fun. I don't know how to Mac, so I'm like, Mexico. I'm I was just getting frustrated trying to use the one-button mouse. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And about to throw it through the wall, so I was like, "I'm not touching anything. <laughs> it's gonna yeah. be one recording." Yeah. And yeah. She can break it up.
2: Look, I mean, that's end of the day. That's that was the that was the best we were gonna be able to do. Uh, uh, feeling better, feeling feeling sprite. Chris, did you come down with the plague?
3: Surprisingly, no. I don't really know. I felt a little queasy that Sunday afternoon, but never. How queasy?
0: How queasy?
2: Old hot dog queasy or uh, hot uh, or bratwurst after drinking too much beer.
3: <laughs> I mean, I'd say old hot dog queasy. It didn't right. uh, didn't sit right, but never you know came back.
0: Hmm. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that. That's that's standard.
3: But it just, like, it just went around, like, the, whatever that stomach bug was, was everywhere. We were, like, we yeah. had, uh, we hadn't had a washing machine in our apartment for, like, a couple weeks at that point, and they had been promised, like, we're going to come fix it, we're going to come fix it, and then, <laughs> like, we called the office, and we're like, we need to do laundry, <laughs> and they're like, no, that, like, your maintenance guy, is, he He's called out sick today because he's got some stomach bug. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, no problem. Make him wait. <laughs> we know what, we know what got that some, is.
1: He's got some stomach bug. We got you,
3: fam. <laughs> he can stay home with that. I was
0: telling them before, like, my, fr- just from the throwing up, like, my throat was so sore for, like, days afterward. I Oh, my God. It was the worst. <laughs> it was the worst weekend. Mm. But things have gotten better now. Got got, Streamlabs OBS working literally just before the show.
3: So that was the other thing about uh, last episode, <laughs> is that this wasn't working, and we had to like fall into some kind of backup, and it was like a no-frills, well, at least it's live thing. And then today, we all of it went down, and everything caught on fire, and there were many fatalities, and then... This- out of so nowhere, many forms. and then from <laughs> we, we recorded we recorded news, not live, and then suddenly, out of nowhere,
2: from the embers, from the embers and ashes of our of our previous setup, rose our new phoenix yep. of of recording. Uh, I just
0: the copying of of library files into the into um, different. <laughs> I was like, if I just move this one and delete these two, maybe that'll.
2: I don't know if it's. I don't know if its name is Jean Grey, Rachel Grey, or it's. It's. I don't know. It's one of the. It's one of the X Men. Is
1: all I know. <laughs> mm. Can you all hear oh, yeah. that cat? What no. cat? All right, good. There's a <laughs> cat <laughs> crying outside my win or my door. And- oh could have been window i don't know you've got too many cats from the window to the cat
2: door <laughs> i i mean <laughs> look one cat is perhaps too many what, what is that too many what look that's that's then roughly what does Casey have? <laughs> he has a cosmonaut program that hasn't <laughs> it's had a failure to launch
0: <laughs> what's the word for like a grouping of cats
2: uh, I assume it would be like pack, wouldn't it? I
0: don't
2: it's know. what, uh, or uh, it's probably not like lions with like prides, a pride.
1: uh, <laughs> Um, a, a, a clauder,
2: it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a clouder. <laughs> I'm glad both of us yeah, Google great. at the same time,
3: <laughs> and if you Look, the best one. The best one ever is owls because you're like a parliament of owls. No, that's that's dead on <laughs> that couldn't be more accurate. <laughs> uh
2: murderer of crows. Yeah. Eh. I mean
3: I like a parliament of owls
2: better. I look, it's just because you're picturing owls like giving Winston uh, Churchillian speeches.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much You're picturing, like, from...
1: picturing Labour and uh, uh, Tory owls. I I very much am. I'm picturing <laughs> owls standing up yelling at each other and a lot of hur, 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 around it. <laughs> hur, 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 hur. Uh, <laughs> I got
0: the owl from Winnie the Pooh in my head.
2: Like. Nothing is so much fun early in the morning as watching uh watching Parliament on C SPAN. I know that's gonna sound boring, but
0: Oh no par- Yeah, but I, I I know of this.
2: But Parliament, they like you. You imagine British to have like a stuffy sense of decorum, and no. then you watch how Parliament works, and you're like, "Oh
1: snap!" <laughs> and your mother <laughs> is a walrus, well, <laughs> gen- and the well, gentle and like, sirs' mother is a walrus. I think yeah. kind of, and I, and
2: it's like, and if I must say, your father was a hamster, and your mother smells of elderberries. <laughs> and then he sits back down. The other one and goes like, "Well, sir, up yours." <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, The and the best part is all the books that are stacked like on the the middle table where they all come to the microphones to like shout at each other. And that's what I'm like I have no idea what those like you look at some of those books you're like that has to be like a five hundred year old book (laughs) that's sitting there and it's like three feet thick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) When you measure your books in feet. <laughs> uh yeah I've been watching a lot of uh not parliament but a lot of state legislation the past couple weeks so it's been it's been interesting to be watching uh, uh a group of people that don't go crazy and just go along yeah. party lines which was which nice <laughs> like uh... you know adults as they say um yeah but also <laughs>
2: yes. like nothing gets done that's just...
1: well actually I got a new thing. So uh, Senate Bill 15 passed through um, House and uh, Senate the, over the past two Kentucky. weeks. KY comp- Bill Kentucky.
2: 17. Yep.
1: And so um, we, it's on its way to the desk of the governor right now. And Senate Bill 15 allows microbreweries to self-distribute.
2: Oh, Daddy Andy's gonna Daddy Andy's gonna rubber stamp that.
1: Oh, he should. I was looking at the uh, five bills he's vetoed this year, and all five have been sent back to him. Well, let me rephrase that: all five have been bypassed at past him because <laughs> they came back and uh, overturned any veto he had. Um, so even if he does, I feel like this year's uh, House and Senate are uh, agree in agreement in one thing: if he vetoes it, they're going to send it right back past him and uh, and bypass that through their checks and balances. But either way, Senate Bill 15 is really nice because it allows, instead of having to go through a, a middle person, um, they now allow breweries, microbreweries, to distribute up to and like twenty five thousand barrels or something, it's a small number. Fifteen thousand, twenty five thousand barrels. We're not there. We're nowhere near that. Um, with themselves, which means that if a brewery or if a bar in Lexington wants my beer, I don't longer have to sign a contract with a company to take one keg of beer down there. I can just pop it. in. You can
3: throw it in the back of the car and run it down it, there.
2: Exactly. I'm gonna. I want to quote a friend of the show, Curtis Larock, in chat and say, "Casp." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah uh so this
3: mean we're gonna see a fleet of uh broken throne vans well, like you're gonna be getting those, those you you need me vans. to
2: you need me to run stuff from uh from lexington to, to to back home i'm coming home in like a couple of weeks for a visit like i can i can load up for a delivery
1: well we're looking to see what the law takes into account if we have to have like a special like your vehicle has to be registered because it's a transporter transporter now um but what we're looking does at, mean I get a, does that mean you get to fight a bunch of
2: dudes on like an oil slick and like on, <laughs> well, standing on like bicycle, uh, bicycle pedals?
1: Cause uh, yes, I'm I think, in. I think it means that you get to put one of those stickers on the side of your car that says not for hire, uh, commercial vehicle, I'm, not for hire. I'm less in. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but either way, if everything works out, you know, the way we're thinking, we're probably going to buy a, uh, pull behind trailer box truck style trailer, um, and have it as a fridge that we can take our own beers you know, and, and deliver them wherever and keep them cold. But more importantly, have taps on the side so that we can also mm. take it and have a mobile um, tap room for the most part. Um, and we can go to events and parties and things like that and have a mobile, um, mobile tap, which will be pretty cool.
3: So just uh, uh, just a hint, what uh, the brewery down the road from us, Darkness, did is they have a uh, food truck. They
2: called love yeah. that <laughs> to the rhythm of their heart. They have
3: a food truck that one side is the regular like cutout for the food truck window, and then there's a space on the other side where they have taps and everything in it, yeah. and they have the cooler and everything built in, so that it's usually just the food truck sitting at their brewery, but then if there's a festival... They just load it with kegs and they can drive it to the festival and boom, they're good to go. Yeah, we
1: we discussed some food truck ideas and things like that. Um, we actually were looking at potentially an old school bus, a short school bus, and and doing something like that. I I like the idea of a pull behind because anytime that you add another motor to it especially one that it's a second hand exactly and if we're just all pulling it with our own vehicles it may be a little bit more reliable i think than than having anything with an engine in it
3: just gonna go ahead and tell you that's the way braxton went and i'm gonna say yeah that's definitely your better (laughs) option you're just worried about the the cooling system yeah of what you're using in it and that's that's literally keeping air in the tires like those are your problems yep
1: brake lights and air in tires that's pretty much it so, uh, But Ugh. good news for Kentucky. Um, as long as the governor signs that, there'll be um, a lot more microbreweries that can open, I think, in the state. You'll be seeing more places that will be able to do it because you can then start a microbrewery and grow it and make money rather than just being able to sell it in your own tap room.
3: That's awesome. That is great, and that'll be awesome. That's like, as far as my knowledge goes, which isn't that because there's been a whole bunch to open and close and I never even knew about them in towns around me, but still it's like, it, we need to see this. Like the breweries need a little help.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: You have States like Ohio, which very much opened up and they weren't quick to change the laws, but when the laws changed, you saw explosion. And, so when you like, when they get, they got the ability to start canning and all that kind of stuff. And uh, when they drop or increased the ABV limits and all that stuff, it just exploded exploded the number of brewers. Yeah.
1: and Ohio's version of the same law allows a million barrels distributed. So wow. there's a there's a big disparity even between what we got past and what I think needs to be out there. Uh, but either way, you, if you go past the twenty five thousand, it just means that you pick up another um, another distributor out there that can service that area. And I don't think any brewery is really getting into this for the, to be a distributor. They want to make beer, and so if you're at that volume. It may be just a good plan to go ahead and let somebody else do it, anyway.
2: So, Casey, uh, what would you consider uh, sake? Do they are they are they breweries? Are they distilleries? I know technically
1: it, they brew, but um, it depends on a lot of different things. So, a sake uh, producer, to my understanding, falls underneath. Wine at the federal level means you're making it with um, with fruit, while sake means you're making it with a grain. Now, hmm. the federal level also uh, has some weird categories in there that may put sake as a wine. I know for the fact that the state of Kentucky says sake is a wine – but the feds mm-hmm. may actually call it a brewed, like a brewery um, type of beverage. So here's, here's a little example of, of kind of how it works. And this may be the inverse of this example. So cider, this, the feds consider cider a wine. state of Kentucky considers cider a malt beverage. So you have to get a brewery license to make it in the state of Kentucky, but you get a wine license to make it through the feds. I'm pretty sure that the feds require a brewer's license to make sake, but the state of Kentucky requires a wine license to make it.
2: Okay. Well, see, the reason really strange. Yeah, the reason I'm asking is, uh, you know, I may know someone that has opened up that is opening up Kentucky's first uh, first sake. Yep. Something Mm. company. (laughs) Uh, The 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 void. Boyd Sake Company, here in Lexington. And maybe, sometime in the near future, we'll get a chance to talk to them about what they're doing. Awesome. Uh,
3: small ideas there. Got to be some kind of like moonshine sake, like that. Uh,
2: <laughs> and uh, I, I may be trying to set up their. Uh, they have a, a special thing for events and whatnot. And I was like, woo. look, I may not even make some of these things, but I want to place an order. Yep. To at least support them as they're getting
1: started. Yeah, I need that. Um, so it looks like, as I'm looking, uh, the Internal Revenue Service treats sake as a beer, but it's labeled as a wine.
2: Yeah, well, uh, yeah, and that's the thing. It's called rice wine, yep. but also mm-hmm. it's brewed.
1: Yep. Sort of. Just a lot of times. Which Which brings us back to that that okay. So you've got to get a brewer's license, but then as you are, a, instead of labeling restrictions being under the, you're actually governed by both on the feds. Basically, you're governed yeah. under wine and governed under beer, um, just different sections of each law. But yeah,
2: I so I mention <sighs> mentioning it because like like this has been something I've been talking with him and you guys about, and I yeah. I I, I, w- I don't know when their tap room will get to open but I want to get in there to talk to him about stuff, because I know yeah. in the next couple of months, they're going to start releasing bottles. That'd be exciting. Yeah, so.
3: Cool. Well, we we only have made it uh, not even half, yeah, halfway through the introductions here. So, Justin, what have you been up to? I mean, I
2: thought I was trying to do that by just mentioning that my friend's oh. got a, you know.
3: <laughs> ah,
0: I was, okay.
2: was trying to sneak it in there very stealthily, and...
0: We, uh, we you fooled did not me. Hit us right over the. Well ground. done.
2: <laughs> well done indeed. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, no. Uh, other than that, it's been. Yeah, I've just been trying to catch up on on work lately, and. Uh,
3: Once the find- thaw, let your car leave.
2: Oh my God! Solid week.
3: Once winter released its grasp on your the- vehicle.
2: The so here's the thing. It was literally I, my car set in the same spot for seven days. <laughs> I parked in that spot on a Monday. It finally thawed out Monday morning, <laughs> and that was after me pouring basically alcohol, hot water, and dish soap underneath my car and trying to break it up with a like a gardening uh, trough thing. <laughs> Trow, whatever they're called, I'm just like banging on solid ice under my car, going, "You will let me go." <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm getting around now. It's it's better. Uh, I was able to it's go to, to go to liquor stores and 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 acquire stuff for episodes. Which mm. thank God in our group text, you guys said. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I was
0: like, oh, hey, I got this. When you're like, wine. bad."
2: Ah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Curtis said, uh, no, I don't think it, I will. What I heard in my head was, uh, uh, let me go. We want to let you go. Let me go. We want let you go. Let
1: me go. Oh, oh,
2: oh, oh. oh no.
1: Mama Mia, Mama Mia.
2: Oh,
1: no. All right. Mama Mia, let me, go. Let me uh, go.
2: That was like by like the last day of me just on my knees in front of the ice, just going. Oh, no. oh. I don't think there's anything else going on other than normally we would once, in days long past, we would talk about news.
3: Hmm. Yes, but, in a in an age this, that is fondly remembered. This is where there was once a news segment. But now it has its own episode. So you can go and catch that. And we had some fun uh, talking about tariffs. Woo. weird stories
0: this week, guys.
2: Oh, man. Nothing... Nothing gets me pumped quite like tariffs,
0: and mm, the more important thing, and depletion is
2: numbers,
3: pirates. Those, <laughs> oh. uh, we were not so we don't get anyone pre-excited, so you don't go off half-cocked. We did not talk depletion numbers. Mm, yeah, <laughs> he was just simply comparing the tariff talks to two,
2: depletion talks to depletion numbers. Those are the things that really get my get my motor running when I'm out on the highway. Looking for adventure. <laughs> or whatever comes my way.
3: <laughs> why?
2: Because <laughs> um. I have a problem, that's why. Uh, yeah, we also found out Tangeray is... Uh, really just... Has no idea what, what they're doing.
3: Missed the, missed the entire purpose of their product. Well, they And making... uh, yeah. what else do we have? We pirates!
0: Had... <laughs>
2: I mean, are they really pirates? They're just scuba thieves. Which does Either sound way. which does sound pretty cool. Okay, um,
0: <laughs> never mind. <laughs> they're
2: scuba the thieves. Story. Okay, <laughs>
3: it's
1: like scuba Steve with a lisp. <laughs> <laughs> kind of.
3: But oh, wouldn't well. it be Thuba Thieves? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the discovery of uh, I guess Casey's probably in on the fact that they're they've actually enacted the Kentucky law that's allowing the uh, export of bourbon from a lot of your favorite distilleries you don't live in kentucky you can get it delivered now Mm -hmm. and on our side of this we can actually get a lot of good beer delivered in kentucky it's not getting there Mm -hmm. it's burial burial is delivering to kentucky they'll deliver to your door in kentucky now yes wow Mm. skillet donuts for everybody (laughs) (sighs) when they've got it in stock i want actual donuts now i'm gonna go ahead
1: and make me an order oh
3: yeah and uh, and uh we we gotta tease you gotta hear about the uh florida man losing losing some of his prestige to uh australian man <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I don't know i don't know they're losing prestige but uh australia man's trying to come in
3: mm. the, they're working it hard being being the florida of the world Florida of the Large. commonwealth
0: well, we do have uh... An actual topic to talk about now, though.
3: Well, if I'm not, then I need to refill my moose. I, I was going to say this is a wine episode,
2: and I'm pouring it into a beer glass, and I just keep pouring heavy. Uh,
3: I mean, this bottle's not holding up very well.
2: Well, you're splitting it between two. I, I, that's a decent amount of wine drink or wine poured. And
1: anyway, so, uh, this yeah, is a sold-out one. I have to, I have to, because uh, now I've got to make an order from Bur- Burial. Um. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you got to be careful though, because um, you the need delivery to fee is a... social... No, you got to check their social media posts about a lot of stuff is in their store, but is for pickup only.
1: I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm looking at one here that's the a uh, uh, beer, but I love the name. First off, it's The Blood They Spilled. But it yeah. is a barrel-aged golden sour ale with blood orange zest, hibiscus, and beets.
3: Ooh. That is going to have a nice red. That is going to be go... blood red. That thing's yeah. going to be red as hell.
0: Uh...
3: <laughs> <laughs> red as hell. <laughs> yeah, no, that's I, that's exactly what I heard in my head when I was saying that. It's, I've known Barrel would deliver to me for like weeks now, but I have we still have like a a counter full of beer that's just in holding pattern to make its way into the refrigerator. We have, and yeah. This we week being a wine episode has not helped that.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah, drink more.
3: Look, they I've got a been, child. We've had sickness and there's been Health. stress and like so many reasons that I couldn't. And like the last two days, it's been like, okay, so I'm feeling better and stress is gone. And like, yeah, we can get this. We can get some drinking going. It's like, what are we drinking tonight? Wine. Crap.
1: (laughs) And in the future, you've got a couple more imports to buy too. Yeah, I know.
3: We always got to be drinking for the show.
1: Always. It's the only reason I do drink. Uh, It's a lie.
0: Well, speaking of uh, wine, though. We yeah, have. From a particular region or area this time <laughs> Argentina. Ar- and there's a debate about Argentine, Argentine, or Argentinian. <laughs>
2: I don't think anyone's saying Argentine. I don't know. Okay, I Argentinian.
3: No I really have no idea.
2: <laughs> anyway, uh, viticulture was introduced into Argentina during the Spanish colonization of the Americas, and later by Christian mission. Uh, later again by Christian missionaries, because uh, you know what else were they going to do? Uh, in 1556, Father Juan Cedrón uh, established the first vineyard in Argentina when he, uh, when cuttings from the Chilean Central uh, Valley were brought to what is now. San Juan and the Mendoza wine region uh, which firmly established viticulture in Argentina. Experts suspect that one of these cuttings uh, brought the ancestor grape of Chile's uh, paes? Pais? I think so. Paella. 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 <laughs> ah,
0: um,
2: uh, and California's mission, uh, the forerunner of the uh, Sorolla Chica variety that would be the backbone of the Argentinian uh, Argentine wine industry for the next 300 years. Uh, the first record commercial vineyard was established at Santiago del Estario, uh, Estario uh, in 1557 by Jesuit missionaries, uh, which follow the expansion of the vineyard plantings in Mendoza in the early 1560s and San Juan between uh, 1569 and 1589. Again, I can't hear Jesuit missionary without picturing <laughs> Padre SJ. I'm just picturing yeah, yeah. Father Robert Balasar and other Father Robert Balasars walking <laughs> through these, uh, walking through Argentina going, Oh, would you like some wine? Let's put some grapes here. All
3: right. If you'd, What's his what? Twitter? Because I want to be like I, I follow his Twitter. I can't remember the handle Padre, right off the top of my head, it, but it is isn't B, it Padre, like Padre SJ. Padre SJ, yeah, it's fantastic to follow his Twitter. Oh because he yeah, just does no. these generic like Twitter like like the leading MP sign things. Always like at the Vatican or something.
2: Oh yeah, no, it's hilarious. Uh, like anytime I get a little notification from him, I'm just like, ah, oh, that it does my heart good. He always warms
3: my heart when I see like one of his. But it is just like I needed that today. Thank you, Padre. <laughs> also, these like looking at this it's like, holy crap! There is a more of a background, like a history to these wines than like what we're used to thinking of New World wines. Yeah, at least uh, in my mind, because for us especially, it's like we've just been balls deep into california wines and when it's like oh no these have those beat by like 500 years
2: yeah well oh. like you know there was some there's some wine being grown in california at comparable times but you know they started in south america a lot of their their you know conquest happened more there first before they got that far west in the americas uh yeah they had to get to mexico first and then work their way up
3: because what was it we discovered about uh, a lot of the Californians? It was like Russian immigrants that were doing it.
2: There's, yeah, there's a fair amount of of Russian immigrants that are that were doing some of that, but. Yeah. Uh, anyway during uh during this time, the missionaries sett- uh, and settlers in the area began the construction of complex irrigation channels and dams that would bring water from the melting glaciers of the Andes to sustain water and agriculture, and I took every lo- ounce of like thought in my brain not to say Andals instead of Andes, as if there was like you know <laughs> you know song of ice and fire, like, oh yes, from the Andals <laughs> and the first men they brought this wine. <laughs> God. Uh, anyway, uh, at this time, the government uh, had the grapevine cuttings brought from France, which is the first of the Malbec vines to be planted in Argentina. Hmm. This was a discussion I had. Uh, we were talking a little bit before we, guys, we were getting ready to go live, uh, or had gone live. Was just uh, like my. I was talking with my dad when I was trying to find a wine for for today and. You know, I don't know anything about wine. He doesn't either, and we're, I'm like walking in there, like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find any, or I could just stop at a random spot in this liquor store and find just a row of Argentinian wine.
3: Huh. Yeah, surprisingly easy to find. Not that the liquor store at the very front of your neighborhood caters to the wine crowd.
2: <laughs> Look, when when the revolution happens, my neighbors are in some trouble.
0: <laughs> Good, our, I mean, I got our they, bottle at Kroger, and there's still a like, crap ton of them.
2: They'll take one look at my Corolla and go, "Never mind, you're fine." But the, uh, <laughs> but everyone else in this ne- neck of the woods, yeah, we're pro. They're.
3: <laughs> I, I hate to bring it up. I could see your wine mouth oh, in the yeah. cam, <laughs> like your mouth, no like joke. you've been drinking ink. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you have such horrid wine mouth. Yeah,
0: oh. I'm I'm good at this stuff, but then I suck at like common things like drinking, for example. <laughs> so I don't know. It, Man, it'd
2: be a shame if you did a show about dr-
3: oh. Mm. Imagine that. This is
0: why we don't do that many wine episodes, honestly.
3: <laughs> this is why. At least red wine. Yeah, that's We haven't it. done a lot of red wine. Red, red wine. Red, red, we red do a wine white one
1: next time. I got him started, sorry. Mm. You do so what the you're growing doing. season
3: is the growing season is usually October to sometime in February. Uh, the Instituto Nacional de Vida, Vida Vinicultura?
0: Sure. The INV.
3: Yeah, the <laughs> INV. The main government controlling body for the wine industry declares the beginning date for harvest in a region, with the harvest season sometime lasting till April, depending on the variety and wine region. Can you
2: just picture like a Groundhog's Day like scenario where they're just holding <laughs> up some animal and going,
3: "And now it's harvest time." <laughs> do we harvest? Did it? Did, did the iguana see its shadow? <laughs> do we? Do we harvest? Or the? The we're in South America. Did the chinchilla see its shadow? Yeah, I was gonna say what's native I was, to I was South America. alpaca. Alpaca. <laughs> Uh, oh. Various methods of vine training were introduced in Argentina by European immigrants in the 19th and 20th centuries. The espaladra system combined the traditional method of using three wires to train the vines uh, close to the ground. In the <laughs> 1950s, a new system known as a Cuyano.
0: This is the time when we need to say we are very sorry. We do not speak a lick of Spanish.
3: <laughs> Look, if you don't come here to hear us butcher foreign languages, no, then know you're, you're here yeah. for the wrong reason.
2: Look, it was you can tell where... you don't speak another language when you refer to it as a lick of. <laughs> we I always. I, totally I would have done
3: too. <laughs> I mean. Anyway, it was introduced uh, where uh, to the high yielding varieties of. Cerroia? Is that how you said it? And Cirola? Cereza? Yeah. Uh, I, I, look, uh, I see it, and Cor-
2: I want to say Corolla. So,
3: <laughs> My In Corolla. the late 20th century, as the market turned to focus more on premium wine production, more producers switched back to the traditional espaldera system and began to practice canopy management in order to control yields. And then uh, the, this happens. the big one that we, I, I don't think we can do a wine episode without talking about it. Yeah. Uh also can, but need they're you guys California say that
2: wines, word. I think. Uh, Phylloxera.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Phylloxera. Is that what
3: you say? Okay. Oh, to say? Seriously, have... it's going to come phylaxera. up, and anytime we're going to talk about wine, you're going to hear about this.
0: But this this takes a bit of a turn. Uh, so Phylloxera Is that what we're going with? Phylloxera.
1: Phylloxera. Phylloxera. yeah.
0: That word. So
3: ask your doctor.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: No, Tell uh, your
2: doctor. Century... Ask your doctor if felixera is right for you. Side effects may <laughs> include uh, immigrating to to the United States.
0: <laughs> uh, we're getting into some weeds right now. Okay, so That's the 19th century also saw the first wave of immigrants from Europe, many of whom uh, were escaping the scourge of the felixera epidemic that ravaged vineyards in their homeland. <laughs> Uh, Argentina is a un- is unique in the wine world for the absence of the phylloxera threat <laughs> that has devastated vineyards no. across the globe. They're just
2: sitting there with their sunglasses on, like stretched out, going like, "Oh, you guys, uh, you guys can't grow wine. Sucks to suck." Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, the Flexera louse is present in Argentina, but is a particular weak biotype that does not survive long in the soil Ooh. when it does attack vines the damage is not significant enough to kill the vine and the roots eventually grow back the, so uh, the cent- the
2: the wine there just is like you your a sa is bad and you
3: should feel bad
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: sounds
1: uh, uh, century- sounds like a lousy louse
3: uh. sounds awful bougie to me. <laughs>
0: Uh, the centuries-old tradition of flood irrigation, where water is allowed to deeply saturate the soil, the high proportion of sand present in the soil, and the relative isolation of Argentina, with its wine regions bordered by mountains, deserts, and oceans that create a barrier for the louse, are all cited as potential benefits against phlebexera.
3: So you should uh, always everything near we mountains. Just listed there. Yeah, when we we're doing uh, New Zealand, it New Zealand has all this going for it as well, but it's also an extremely new. Like they're very young yeah. into wine, so it's like ah, they missed the you know the huge threat of this. Well, but it also seems like they're like the the environment that they're growing in there. If this is correct, they seem to be in this same boat. So,
1: New Zealand has another thing going for it, and that is that, like the Pacific Ocean. They are land. They are water locked. I, I don't know if that they're that's, an island. They're an island nation and they have one of the strongest um, anti bio um, importation systems mm. in the world. Yeah,
2: but that that's 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 recent. Like the Flixera outbreak was like, you know, 1800s. But
1: there's still like that was that was an outbreak. They were that, just
2: they were just finding some of those places out there. Well, like they were just <laughs> starting to settle those places okay. out there.
1: So kind of kind of stepping back a little bit, Phylloxera kind of became something that was a problem at that stage, but the only way they solved that problem was by grafting onto a new rootstock. So the problem's only solution was to create something that was resistant to it, basically. So what happens is that is still there. So anything that you were to import, anything that goes anywhere where where it could live in the soil, it it could be attacked and would would die, you know, basically within the time that you had planted. Mm-hmm. So what New Zealand does that's different is it won't let any outside, you know, any soil from anywhere else. That um, that goes back to New Zealand has to be you know basically killed off. Um, if you're looking at the people that travel around the world to go visit other um, other places, they they either dispose of those clothes when they were in the fields looking at their grapes, they dispose of those clothes here in the states or wherever they're visiting, or they burn them um, before they go back into the the actual country.
2: So you're telling me that if Peter Jackson and Taika Watiti came in they would say no burn those clothes um
1: if they go to if they and go the to the farm uh, uh, right. on their way back so if they went to a if they went to a winery here and walked around the winery, and then went back to New Zealand, they would probably get a question that says, hey, have you been to any any you know agricultural spaces? And they would make the mention, and then they would say, okay, we need to decontaminate your clothes. Now, the people that work in these industries, they buy new clothes when they go to these regions. They just buy them, they wear them there, and then they they get rid of them. I mean, that's kind of the it's end like,
2: of it. Like that's toothpaste. why Taika it's like wears toothpaste. nothing
3: but pineapple shirts. Okay.
2: I was going to say, it's like toothpaste when you're traveling, just like, whatever, mm-hmm. no, I'll buy it when I'm there. Yeah.
3: That's it explains his pineapple shirts because he's just buying them like he gets off the plane and is like well I need some clothes and then he just he's like let's just get some tacky <laughs> Hawaiian shirts some pineapple he just comes off and he's like
2: hi there my name's Korg my name's made of rocks uh, <laughs> got some pamphlets over here see what you might want
0: uh, the major wine regions of Argentina are located in the western part of the country among the foothills of the Andes Mountains uh, the Andes are the dominant geographical feature of Argentine wines, uh, with the snow-capped mountains often serving as a backdrop to view uh, a view of the vineyards. Uh, as, the vin- as the winter snow starts to melt in the spring, an intricate irrigation system of dams, canals, and channels brings vital water supplies down to the wine regions to sustain viticulture in the dry, arid
3: climates. But are chinchillas a problem? No, this? they're just they're just a, they're are just they a, a out delight. There?
2: have you have you ever touched a chinchilla they're wonderful
3: yes i i have i was Matt gonna say ne- yeah, yeah never mind chinchilla that i've played you you've seen the same ones are, i've seen <laughs> they are adorable little creatures and yes they are just just the
2: great uh no <laughs> capybara, capybara i too wish big yeah yeah
3: it don't fit I'd an like apartment just short of me being able to ride a capybara, like <laughs> Emmett could ride a capybara. Our, our
0: child could ride one. It, it would be, be
3: glorious. I, I would have a little saddle and like a leather outfit for the capybara to wear, and Emmett could ride the capybara and dominate the hall. <laughs> Turn the apartment building into a serfdom.
2: <laughs> Just picturing him riding out in the hall, and someone tries to walk in, he goes, "No, no, no." <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah. He'd just scream. All
2: right. So there are wine regions in in Argentina.
3: I've got to hear the first one. So
1: Mendoza. Mendoza!
3: Mendoza!
1: (laughs) Is the first. Uh, also, the leading <laughs> producer of wine in Argentina. I think all of our wines today came from that region. Yes, uh, Look, hard to al-
3: find one that isn't from there, by the Look, way. <laughs> when You're looking for this wine, and you're of our, our I don't know what to call this, sect. You just you see Mendoza, and you're like, well, that's what I'm buying. <laughs> <laughs> Man, um, sure.
1: So it, it's I think they're they're going to it's be pretty affordable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mm. yeah. yes. Argentinian wines are quite affordable across the board um
3: there's some Chilean that. wine
1: that is there's some Chilean wine
2: that is less affordable <laughs> my bottle was like 15 bucks for a bottle of wine i put it in their hands little man that mid well, I mean, show and i did not owe them owe them oh uh anyway the the point i'm getting at though there is there's some Chilean wine that i saw that was like 70 or 80 bucks and i was like
1: jesus I- no. i'm sh- sure that all wine regions have producers at all levels but i feel like argentina doesn't have it's not top heavy there everybody's going to be producing some mid-level wines that are extremely good um also not super like national i I don't know exactly how to say it like you don't have the multinationals really as Mm -hmm. as big in (laughs) my opinion um as in other wine regions like Australia. Um, mm-hmm. So, oh, or South Africa. though. No, no, it's Australia. Never mind. Um, mm-hmm. As of the beginning of the 21st century, the vineyard area of Mendoza alone was slightly less than half of the entire planted area in the United States and more than the area of New Zealand and Australia combined. So there's a lot of wine coming out of here.
2: Every <laughs> yeah. time I hear Mendoza, I'm just... Like, even silently, I'm just screaming in my head, Mendoza!
1: <laughs> if you go to a, a, a restaurant and see an Argentinian red, it's probably going to come from here, especially if it's a Malbec. Those tend to be the most highly rated grape styles um, coming out of uh, Mendoza's high-altitude wine regions of Lejuan, uh De Cuyo, and the Uco Valley, or yuko valley yeah um Um,
0: i will say yuko valley or however the that (laughs) word uh that is the one that is um so it was one of the the sources i got from this episode was actually another podcast it was a uh, wine 101 from vine their podcast which the newest episode oddly enough just happened to be about argentina Mm -hmm. and he was talking about like actually some of the specifically um Huco Valley wines um, will be like $50, $60 a, a bottle. Yeah. Um, like some some crazy stuff is coming out of that specific area of Mendoza region. And
1: it, and it has some interesting topography from what I was – I always, whenever we go around to these these regions, I go for the maps. It's very hard to describe a map on, on the, a podcast, but it's really it, – I think it tells more of a story than anything else does is when you go and look at the map and see what's there. And that region specifically, or that part of the Mendoza region specifically has the highest altitudes in the region or right around that, that area is the highest altitudes. And so I I feel like high altitude and um, these, these wines, they kind of go hand in hand. Argentina is a long country. It's, it's South of, so you're actually getting into some, if I'm not mistaken, some glacier areas in the south of uh, of Argentina. But these regions, I think, are going to be a little bit warmer, a little bit more temperate, and so that high altitude may help cool down the grapes and the soils and let them, let them develop a little bit more slowly.
2: Yeah, you have some – sorry. I, I said this a second ago, and I realized I was muted while I was typing things. That's – a yeah, the very southern tip, you have penguins.
1: Yeah. Um, it's it's like Antarctica, basically down there. Antarctica, North. you know, it's
2: it's got that it's got that range of like uh uh, uh you know America, Canada, you know, you go from like you know just mm-hmm. south of the tropics to temperate, to you start getting into to uh, sub-Ar- uh, Antarctic,
3: in their yeah. case. Yeah, I hear our son in my head because he's in speech therapy but he can almost say penguin. And I'm like, that, what is going on here? Like that's kind of complicated for a two year old.
1: Penguin. Um, other than your Malbec, uh, you're going to also get some Bordeaux style blends. This region is heavily influenced by European wines. And so you're going to find wines here that are in that same European style. And, uh, that's why when, when we were talking about new world, old world, this seems like a new world place to me that makes old world style wines, um, while well, you can still get some of the fruit bombs.
3: The visual finally up. Yeah, I was the, trying the to get. Is, I was
0: like, this was not prepared ahead of time. Sorry. If
3: you're, if uh, you're listening then, only, that that doesn't help you. But there's the nice uh, visual.
0: wine folly has a, ha, sells these these uh, wine region maps. This is really cool. Um, my
3: moose's uh, nose hit the microphone. <laughs> so
1: I, I'm just uh, looking at this, going like, all right.
2: Because of this small sliver of land off to one side, and these like the regions was like, okay, where is the Gaza Strip?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see map. what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. All right. It looks like, almost it's like not Saudi height, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Like just just the way the map is broken down. Not yeah. that it's anywhere.
3: Yeah,
0: and it does show you down here like the this is where we're at generally on South
3: America. <laughs> Until you see Patagonia and you realize, oh yes, we are not, not on that continent.
2: (laughs) So a little bit. Where do I get beef? That's probably over on the other side, like over, uh, over east in the pampas, where the pants are wide and (laughs) bell-bottomed.
0: What?
2: Have you not seen what gauchos wear?
1: Okay.
0: We are never getting through this episode.
1: So a little Sorry. bit north of Mendoza in that same strip right there beside of Chile, um, you're going to find the second largest producer of wine. Uh, in addition to the red varietals, San Juan, uh, San Juan uh, which is this region, has a long history of producing sherry-like wines um, along with producing brandies and vermouth, which I really, uh, really want to try some of that stuff. Um, I'm
2: curious of what an Argentinian vermouth is like.
1: Or an Argentinian sherry to me. it could definitely stand the the travel um higher altitudes, though, than Mendoza's Uco Valley, but you're going a little bit for, further towards the equator, and so you're probably warming up at the same time you're getting um, a little bit higher in altitude. Uh, La Rioja is uh, one of the first areas to be planted by Spanish missionaries, given it the longest continued history of wine production in Argentina. Um, that is uh, the next one up north, the next region up north above San Juan. Um, it's known for Muscatel de Alexandrias and Torontas. Tor- to- I wonder if that Torontes. I wonder if that's close to like Moscato. Uh, Moscatel de Alexandrias. Let me do what I have to do now. Sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I I wonder aloud and not expect someone to Google things.
1: I'm uh, a curious being. Yeah, I, 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 Feed yeah. the beast. Um so it is a moscat mus- Wine, um, it is the same color. I would assume it's going to have using some the of the same grapes, um, most often a sweet and fortified style. So, oh, put that on my short list. I want to get some of that stuff.
0: <laughs> we've we've actually opened a whole <laughs> like a door to the like the whole world for us and, and wine.
1: These so. oh, <laughs> are like dessert wines here. <laughs> mm. uh, I I love that there was no other place me and Chris could go.
3: No, that's exactly. That was the only place it was gonna go.
1: <laughs> I like the, the the Torontes wine. Um, it says it goes well with Asian and Indian cuisines. Oof, yes, pretty now.
3: Mm. Could you imagine? <laughs> like, all of us are like, yes. We've food. been dying for Indian for like two weeks. Yeah. Could- but it's like <sighs> Emmett won't eat it, so we're just like, ah, damn it. <laughs>
1: Could you imagine an Indian fusion place that that pairs with Argentinian wines like that? That could G- be delicious. Oh, Casey,
0: amazing.
2: Argentinian steak and oh. mm. Indian right. Indian food.
1: Okay, so, we gotta
3: we gotta that, move
2: on, or we're we, just gonna uh, just sit can, here. And just, a,
1: I have to have a story. That I'm a, sorry.
3: Isn't there a restaurant in uh, Cincinnati? Like there was like a five star, like awesome. Oh, um steakhouse is like an argentinian
0: i don't think it's argentinian
3: this is all like south american
0: There's hey.
2: a... casey it you've now. got Either a story way. is it the story i'm thinking of or is it something unrelated
1: uh i, is it... I
2: don't
1: know go, go ahead it's fine all right so i went to this place in salt lake city once and um they, it was an, an Argentinian restaurant. I, it was late, it was the place that was on the um, like it was nearby, and so I just punched something in. I was like, okay, that looks good. But what really brought me there was they had a plate of meat like, you got um, yeah. ribs and a steak and like three different types of sausages, and all this Argentinian meat just brought to you. It was probably close to like two, I'm two pounds of meat. Um, plus like maybe plantains in there too. It was, it was a delicious meal, but anyways, I will suffer
2: whatever bowel movement that, (laughs) that
1: plate causes. That was well worth the, the, the trip. I want to find that place and go there again.
3: It was well worth the constipation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Scott Johnson listens to this show and knows where I'm talking about. Neither of those things happen. Uh, I want to, I want to hear, um, Salta is a, another sub-region um, in the <laughs> area. of Salt Lake. <laughs> exactly. Um, so it, it's been gaining a lot of worldwide attention for the quality of its full-body whites. Um, it's also got some very uh, fruity reds made with Cabernet Sauvignon, the classic, and then Tanat. I've not heard of that grape before, though. Um, despite producing less than 2% of Argentinians yearly wine production, um, the Cafiat. Uh, subregion is increasing; it's gaining prestige, um, appearances on wine labels, and foreign investments from worldwide wine producers. All those things are just building that region. So, um, depending on when this article is written, you know, look at the next few years to to see. Uh,
2: so it sounds like it's it's the up and comer.
1: Yeah, it, it's probably those those really boutiquey shops are the only places you're going to find it right now. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Tucuman uh Tucuman, no, Mon. And. Mon, Not 100%. Uh predominant varieties include Cab Franc, uh Cabernet Sauvignon, Malbec and Merlot. That's going to be your very classic um very classic European Yeah, I was going to say this. Yeah, I was going to
2: say this this is an old world. Yeah. Like kind of grape variety.
1: For sure. Um Catamarca uh, other than the name of my next feline companion, uh, okay. it is the most. I was going widely... to say it's the
2: name of your next wow character when you get back yeah. to play. Uh,
1: I do like wait, naming wow characters over wines. Um, it's the most mm-hmm. widely planted of the three northwestern regions. Uh, and then my favorite, as far as the temperature, Patagonia. Uh, many of the grapes from Argentine spike, sparkling wine industry are sourced from this area, including the fruit uh, producing regions of Rio Negro and Neuquén Neuquén actually, yeah. um, today Patagonia is the only one of these regions, uh, that I've heard of before. It's the only right, one yeah. I own clothes. Uh, no, actually I don't, I can't afford <laughs> Patagonian clothes. No, no one can. Um, <laughs> I uh, need gaucho pants from the Pampas. Oh, I need gaucho pants for sure. Um, uh,
2: I, I only know of this from three Cabanero bits from old Disney cartoons.
1: <laughs> which probably will get canceled, but we're not going there. Uh, by the turn of the 21st century, there were over 1,500 wineries in Argentina. The two largest companies are Bodegas Esmeralda, uh, which owns the widely exported brand Alamos, and Pinaflor, uh, which owns another widely exported brand, Bodegas Trapiche.
2: Okay, the... hold, on. hold on. I need I need no. to bring a thing from the chat, uh, which is Dil Noche responding to uh the phrase full bodied whites. Hmm. And he says, uh full bodied whites is my tenacious D cover band.
0: <laughs> well done. Mm, oh. Applause,
3: okay. sir. Also, um Argentinian wine and a rock star mixed. Not not Ew. as bad as you would think. Uh why? Curtis, you need because to give him more than to... one. Uh, I mean,
1: no, that's fine. Like, one can be all. It's it's good enough. One hundred percent. Uh, By the turn of the 21st century, there were over – oh, we talked about that. Between the two of these companies that we talked about, though, um, they're responsible for nearly 40% of all the wine made in Argentina. Uh, The Argentine wine industry is fifth worldwide in production and eighth in wine consumption.
2: So they're making more than they're drinking.
3: And –
1: Drinking (laughs) twice. Yeah. um, That's a weird – uh, mm. Yeah, I know. So that, to me, says that a lot of people are putting Argentinian wines up to age. There's mm-hmm. probably a lot more to read into that, unless the the stats are talking about Argenti- Argent- Argentina w- I mean, makes- China, Argentina. Well, it makes <laughs> Argentina. Argent- I'm just trying to think of the country names as many different ways that we said uh, Argentina, Argen- yeah, yeah. Um, it, unless they're producing all this wine, and then they're actually not drinking a whole lot of wine inside the country. Um, I mean,
2: I imagine they probably are drinking a decent. Obviously, like they're they're eighth, so they're drinking a, a, a good chunk of wine, but also like they may be going for other stuff. But they are exporting a decent amount of wine. Yeah. Uh, so that's for sure. That's probably part of it as
1: well. Uh, 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 bottom line, from what I've seen in this, a, a lot of great deals in this region. Um, if I were to go and try to find a Bordeaux wine, because it carries the the pomp and circumstance of all that is Bordeaux.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, more tuba. Um, I would I would be paying more for that wine. That is of equal quality than I think a wine from Argentina, because they don't have that same um, that same sort of name recognition or. Yeah, exactly. You know, they don't have
2: that fanciness of like, oh, it's a French wine. Exactly,
1: oh. <laughs> it, the, the, the snobbery that goes along with it. Um, although, I mean, they're, they're they're getting there. I mean, not necessarily the snobbery, but they're getting there for sure. in the name, uh, very much like California wines, kind of started out and have moved up. I think they're they're on par with California, and especially um, ten years ago when I was watching Gary Vaynerchuk and Wine Library, you know, he was he was talking a lot about these wines and where they needed to be. So, so a lot of cool stuff. Uh,
2: Okay, real quick, there was a uh... – holy crap. Uh, uh, B.K. Alfred has some pretty nice-looking wines there in this list of stuff that he had had. Uh, anyway, uh, you're mentioning Gary Vandertruck. Uh, I don't know if he's still involved in wine at all, but uh, uh, what I did see recently was an ad for Gary Vandertruck to come and give motivational speeches, and all I could think of was – Hell, no, I don't need that shouting man in my
1: life. <laughs> I loved him. Uh, oh, I know I still, you did. I, I mean, a lot of what I know on on wine i, I got from him. Um, and and he kept you really truck whatever. <laughs> this is how bad Bob hates it. He's got a mental block. Um, yeah, wine library TV was my was my jam. In fact, the big ass glass i I have taken my own big ass glass just to. <laughs> Uh, be like him. Uh, I, and you I got-
2: don't have too much of a problem with him. It. It's just when you're not really into wine, and your roommate is blasting wine from his laptop is, while you're trying to do this other is where stuff. Where I thought just it came like-
3: from was college. In case he was just sitting there on his computer late at night with this really loud, and you're laying in bed covering your ears, <laughs> just being like, "God, if he just turned that crap off."
1: You're not wrong. I- <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, uh yeah. Uh it, it's fine. But yeah,
2: no, that's that's the yeah, sorry, that's, that that weird little memory flag. I was like, man, that's a weird coincidence that it's popped up in the like last week or two. Uh but uh yeah, this is I, I will say uh, overall this uh uh Argentinian wine has been, been interesting. We should probably talk about what we think about it.
3: Uh yes. Indeed. Mm-mm.
2: Drink with me, friend.
3: Yeah. Um, gonna say, if uh, I am now settled, if I am out somewhere and there is a wine list, like and y'all have a Malbec? No, <laughs> well, no. If there is a wine list and a whiskey list, and the whiskey list looks like crap or is way overpriced, just I'm just gonna be like, hey, give us a, give us a mail hmm.
2: oh, uh, I mean, like we we've got our two now, right? Like, there's a. Uh,
3: uh, Chianti and Malbec.
2: there's Chianti and you know we've got it, Chianti for dinner
3: though. I like the Malbec better for just dinner.
0: Yeah, so um and actually I I just remembered like this is one of my friend's um favorite wine Brandon. It's I remember mm. like this is his favorite uh, variety of wine. No. Um
2: yeah you, know, you know, never mind. I was like how is he? he's Like we're in a podcast. I probably shouldn't ask what <laughs> <trees> about.
0: <laughs> well, yeah we'll just yeah <laughs> later. Uh but so looking at um post show. uh the, the, the Vino website. So I don't know how to say this word and I apologize ahead of time. Uh
3: question mark. Uh I'm offended.
0: Yeah, you should be. Um Yeah, so that's the that's the winery, obviously. Uh it's from Mendoza, Argentina Mendoza. Everything you seem to get in Argentina, like it's Mendoza. At, almost everything is from Mendoza. Like as <laughs> as we discussed, like that is just the premier region to to get anything from.
3: And if you don't get that joke that we're we're making, that's like that's that's old school frog pants. Th- that's yeah. That is. Don't even say it's old school, but it is. It's it like kind of four it's, four or five years ago. And yeah. I'm well. Like, it's
2: oh. also old Simpsons. Yeah, uh, yeah. because yeah. it's it's like McBain shouting about his enemy Mendoza. Yeah. So yeah. like it's it's multiple layers. You can you can make it what you want
1: it to be. But I also both a
3: nice layer cake of reference.
1: <laughs> I had to uh look it up, Brittany, how to pronounce it. Um it's trapecia. Think of pro oh, okay. think of propecia <laughs> uh, <laughs> with the T.
0: Sure, sure. Uh trapecia, yeah. okay. That's appetizing.
1: But, uh,
0: yeah, indeed. <laughs> Um, alopecia with a (laughs) okay so uh but yeah this is um uh this is the 2019 um malbec malbec obviously uh oak cask it says Uh, also which is i don't know if that's contributing to oak's a good oak's a good
2: wood it's a tasty wood i like to lick it
0: wait Mm. um and then on Vivino, the interestingly enough, so the score, um, much like untapped, it's out, of, it's out of five. So it's a 3.7 average rating out of five. Um, several ratings on there, um, which I thought, I was like, yeah, that's, that's probably about right. Because um, I, I really liked this. So just a, the brief description on here to give you an idea of the, the taste. So this says, a sweet aroma of blackberries and plums with an elegant touch of smoke and vanilla. And it's like, um, this was just made for me, I think. Mm. Uh, ideal to serve with cheeses, red meats, mushrooms, stew, and the typical oh. Argentinian asado. Ooh. And then um, I was like, oh, beef stew?
3: Yeah. That just reminded me, we didn't get any of the sounders I wanted from that Danny Boyle.
0: Oh, yeah. When he was talking
3: about reading, like, when you read all the descriptors for wines like that. It's like, tastes like grapes. It's like, I've checked every bottle since. I'm right. Tastes <laughs> like grapes.
2: God, that does need to be one of our things, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah.
3: But that okay. That being said, though,
0: the BlackBerry thing on the description, I was like, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty on point.
3: Mine's kind of muddled at this point because I made my own kind of cocktail with it by pouring a Rockstar energy drink right into you committed,
0: it. Like a, a heresy. I'm disappointed. It's, you. it's fine.
3: It it mixes pretty well. <laughs> like it's uh, it's got It'll nice get you drunk me up that I need. Chris nice me up and put you down he's
1: over here making his own four loco wine <laughs> right
3: yeah and in my moose my moose mug and it's doing the job.
2: were you just Did adding you like more were you just that? adding
3: more of it to that more Rockstar? I don't know here. what you're talking about
0: <laughs> Curtis is like lord <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
3: <laughs> what you're talking about my moose my moose mug ain't hiding anything.
0: <laughs> um Anyway, did you like the wine though before that atrocity happened? Yes, and okay.
3: your—I think your wine mouth gives it a five out of five. <laughs> <Yeah>. Brittany's <laughs> wine mouth gives that a five out of five.
0: We've talked about this. <laughs> I can't do basic drinking.
2: Brittany just pours it down on her forehead and lets it wash into her mouth.
3: Uh, that's that's you, where, I'm that's just where like, we're at. Uh, We've we've talked about it for years. Like, do you strain it through your teeth? I have no
0: <laughs> idea. Like, I'm just drinking it. I have no idea, and I always get wine mouth. I mean, and I if, love red wine. I, if you're I like watching, it more than white. Uh, if
3: you're watching this right now live, the video. That's <laughs> well, I, not a shadow on her mouth. <laughs> that's just wine. You
1: know where I'm? I'm like, my head went this direction, and then I put two and two together. Whenever I wanted to say, "Leave Brittany alone." <laughs> no. no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> that should be no we should actually have our own like thing for that like a, a sounder of something. sounder form. and everything uh, you know, like Just <laughs> what the dude under the sheets crying let's come back yeah no I know because like the, the free Britney thing <laughs> free Britney's back yeah um wow <laughs> anyway uh what have you been drinking Bob
2: alright uh I have been drinking um do Dona Pala Estates, uh, black edition red wine. Uh, it is, uh, red wine from Loana de Cayo, Argentina. Uh, no, I don't need the caffeine. Stop Stop trying to pour caffeine. He's trying to give
0: me his his
3: crazy (laughs) atrocities. He won't even try it.
2: Come on. Apparently, it it was
3: drink than wine at this point.
2: Apparently, it was made in 2013, but, uh, no, this is uh, yeah, uh, this is this has been actually kind of nice. Uh, it's got a, you know, it's fourteen point one percent ABV uh, on vino. It's got a three point seven out of f- five, I guess, top among top five percent of all wines in the world. That's what it says. If it's two thousand eleven mm. vintage, uh, so it's a, it's pretty good. It's a nice kind of. Uh, yeah, it's a nice red wine, but there's a plate of meat that I'm looking at right now from Casey.
1: This runs uh, into the story, so
2: I yeah, like, no, I, I assumed it was, but I just saw a pop up. I was like, I can't not click on it. Oh, uh, oh, god,
3: been, the fries look awful, but the meat,
2: it's <laughs> been pretty nice, though. Like, I was, I was, I, I had a beer ready in case I needed to, like you know, fall back on something that you know this wasn't tasty but you know this, this you know this is like Syrah quality like this is our Chianti uh, quality where I'm like
0: I was like no not Syrah,
2: not Syrah um, no but Chianti quality yeah. where I'm like yeah I could probably have this with dinner uh,
0: yeah but, I definitely got that like with all the different um but generally uh, I probably oh, still have would...
2: a beer because yeah. well yeah because yeah,
0: we're for us but um the the whole, like, oh, this will go great with, you know, X food. And I'm like, yes, it would. <laughs>
2: when you were saying, like, beef stew for, for one of them, I was like, this probably would be. Yeah. This, uh... Yeah, that's, yeah.
3: Casey? Brittany, are
1: you able to share that photo to. Um,
3: share it. Share it to the stream. The, stream. They, the people need to see it. So
1: whenever I was talking about that Utah place, it's in Orem, Utah. Um, I was able to find it, mm. and thanks to oh s- somebody—I can't remember who it was—they said Asado <laughs> in their description, and that that yeah. yeah that clicked it. It's Ar- Asado Argentina, um, or Argent yeah Argentina. Um, anyways,
3: can, can we call this Meat Vision? Well, it mm. it that Vision? <laughs> mm. Um, Meat Vision.
1: It that plate's name is Pari... Per, per, periado, periada, asado, um, barbecue asado uh, in Spanish. <laughs> Apparently someone in the chat knows what you're, talk, you're talking about, at least. <laughs> uh, short ribs, skirt steak, two sausages, blood sausage, sweetbreads, tripe, pork, ribs, and potatoes. Mm. Um, oh. Said it was for two, I was by myself. Uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Look, that looks like that a single... Plate and...
2: That's like a single person's I, I amount aroused. of
1: food. <laughs> I agree, personally. I have the image up.
0: I don't know what the delay situation is, but it's, it's oh, up
3: there. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. There, oh, that, that, oh, is that, that gets me aroused. I'm just.
1: <laughs> so, delicious food. My wine for the day is um, Un Anami uh, from uh, Mascato, or sorry, Mascata. Um, it, it doesn't mas- it have an umami flavor. Um, no, so okay. Masc. I'm just curious because the the name
3: was so close. Oh, there's that pepper. I just saw the whole pepper sitting on top of the. Yeah, meat. no, right? Like I oh, I, I just yeah. want to leave that
2: unaddressed, but yeah, <laughs> that's there. Mm, um, no, we're gonna
3: address that pepper.
1: I, I always like the word origin. So mascato or mascata in this one, it sounds like mascota, Uh but it, is mascota. mascot. Wow.
3: was coming. <laughs>
1: So this is Mascot Winery, um, or Mascot Vineyard, um, and this is Unanimous, Unanimous, uh, unanimous Gran Vino uh, Tinto. Uh, it is an Argentinian 2017 blend in the Bordeaux style has, um, let me see back here, 60% Cabernet Sauvignon, 25% Malbec, and 15% Cab Franc. Uh, delicious. Absolutely wonderful! It sat in French oak for twenty months. That'll bring out a lot of those vanilla characters being in in oak. Um, it is a ninety-five point James Suckling and a ninety-three point on um, the one. Uh, one of the other, I f- forgot to finish out what I was saying, but it is another one of those uh, big wine um, wine enthusiast uh, magazine. I was going to
2: say wine advocate and just
1: move on. <laughs> Is that like beer advocate?
2: Yeah. How they don't have a sub wine advocate, I don't know.
3: <laughs> what are they doing with whiskey their Whiskey advocate,
1: come on. Uh, full-bodied, full-flavored, um, a lot of jammy notes, so raspberry jam, um, getting a lot of that. The tannins are there. Uh, just a beautiful wine at $25 a bottle. I-, I don't know of any other places you can get a $25 95-point wine um it's really a great deal
2: i'm not going to feel good about this but what's the difference between yeah, I, I, jelly and jam and this, I, 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 this wine
3: like...
2: <laughs> you what can't... about the jelly notes in this
3: wine <laughs> you can't so, jelly no, that I, wine
2: the... up your anyway um... i've
3: got to find i've got to find the infographic again there was a great infographic i stumbled across on reddit uh this week about the difference between all between Jellies, jams, preserves, like all the whole <clears throat> spectrum. And it just, marmalade? Yeah, marmalade. It broke it all down. I was just like, holy crap. It was just like one of those like mind-exploding moments reading this infographic. I was like, I didn't know this.
2: By the way, Casey, I know, I, 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 I have been trying to get people to adapt the, uh, the You similar thing uh, in our in our personal uh, chat that's like, you know, is a hot dog a sandwich? Is it a taco? Is it a whatever? <laughs> Uh-huh. And I'm now going the, like, the yeah, no, debate. this is, I feel like this is a fairly definitive answer.
3: Uh, uh, I've uh, seen the shirt on uh, Shirtwoot several times. I've always wanted it. It's the hot dog, like, falling down on its knees, like, <laughs> <a> scree- <laughs> screaming to the heavens, like, am I a sandwich?
2: <laughs> no, it's a taco. If it's split, it's you have to go by bread coverage. So, so you know, uh, Pop-Tarts or raviolis. and uh <laughs> it's true. Uh, so what about sandwich p- restaurants? And pizza is a toast.
3: <laughs> what about sandwich restaurants who just do the bread that way? They just like they don't split it all the way. They just kind of crack it open. Subway is a to- Subway
2: is a taco. They are a taco place.
1: Not anymore. So Jersey
2: listen.
3: Mike Jersey Mike's does it that way too. I worked also for at Subway.
1: Tacos. I worked they for Subway tacos. during the the change. So subway used to have a when they hey, went
3: through menopause. To change so uh, subway went through menopause. At some point. <laughs> subway okay. No no no. We we've, we've got to end this. No, this is gonna be post show. If you want to hear subway and menopause, you gotta mm, yeah yeah. You're gonna have to watch. Get on Twitch and catch the rest of this conversation, or <laughs> or you guys become a patron and you can get the post show. And we're gonna talk about subways menopause and why apparently. Subway and Jersey Mike's make tacos. <laughs> All right, then.
2: Is that a Diamond Club south. sandwich in the chat? Sorry, I'm trying to.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, like sushi. W. is one has some great emotes. Sorry, uh, let's continue. <laughs> Today's show was written by Brittany uh, using sources from Wine 101 in VinePair Wiki, and the varieties came from Wine Folly.
0: Yeah, sorry. <laughs> You're
1: good. Uh, you can subscribe and get some great resources, though, at haveadrinkshow.com. Follow us at haveadrinkshow on social media and twitch.tv.
2: You can tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. You can use the email address feedback at uh, haveadrinkshow.com. Go ram it. Mine's man.
3: getting to Justin.
2: Look, I usually can do that even when I can't even see it. Um, <laughs> you can also use it's the feedback page. Episode. You can also use that feedback page on the website. Uh smoke signals are still appreciated, but uh difficult to discern
1: if you're, you know, beyond visual length.
2: Do I'm not up go course, so I can probably see you,
1: but do not yeah. go to what Google tries to point you to if you Google haveashow.com because it's no. it's, it's Dr. Phil. And how oh you become, how you how you get on Dr. Phil and how you get on Ellen. No. I
2: thought no. it was gonna be like you know, two girls, one cup level. Not that's no.
3: Doctor no. Phil's even worse. <laughs> um, it's not about yeah. you. All joking and fun aside, <sighs> we'd like to remind everyone: please drink responsibly.
2: I think every please drink responsibly should be in. I should have like a nice <laughs> a uh, a drink break in it. Just drink
3: <laughs> from from my moose mug. mug. Like a a, a four local moose mug. My homebrew for locos. Jesus.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you can check us out in another couple of weeks for the next live episode, and uh, also remember to check out our not only our Patreon, Have a Drink Show, but um,
3: Moose out front should have told you parks closed.
0: <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> ah, wow. Anyway, as if you'd want a pa- uh, patron at this point. But uh, Patreon dot slash Have a Drink Show, but also Have a dot Um, and of course once again I'm Brittany Lee Walker
1: I'm Justin Frazier Uh, I'm Christopher Walker I'm Casey Price we'll see you next time bye
0: guys Bye. bye